I'll hit record. I have also hit record, so we are both, we're live. The mics are live here at Play on K. That's when we forget what to say. And Mics are on, brains are off. Yep, as soon as the mics go on, we don't have words left that are normal. We only say weird things. I mean, we were already just talking about this show, so it's hard not to just want to jump in and talk about the show. Yeah, and no bonus content this week. Only show content. You'll get extra bonus content with a whole bonus episode next week. So just save all your feelings. We'll check in again then. This week we might just jump in with talking about Dr. Romantic because we both literally just finished the show two hours ago. Yeah, I'm open to it. I think that this is a meaner way to do, like, um, like, the sidebars that we usually put at the top of the show where people can fast forward through them and just get to like the part they want to listen to. Right. But I'm open to just going free form sidebars. Like if something comes up, you know, this oh, will just give fair. us like some flex room. If like, we want to talk about, um, I don't know, something haircuts yeah, or like whatever comes up. I think we used to do that much more naturally. Our shows used to be a lot more meandering yeah. And, and then you were like, give that. the people what they want. And <laughs> they want gay drama <laughs> content, not our stories. Yeah. And that's Who just wants our stories. True. Yeah. We have had at least one to two people say, put put some story, put some personal stories in there. Put your personality back in there, gals. Get get yeah. on it. Get personal. <laughs> that's fair. Okay, we'll try that. We'll run the intro. We'll play the little song, and then we'll talk about Dr. Romantic and get personal. We'll mix it up this week. We'll do it. Wish us luck. Get ready. Welcome to Play on K, the Korean drama podcast with Emily and Raquel. And this is the show where we take a K-drama, we watch it three episodes at a time sometimes, and then we get together here every week to talk about it. Yeah, this week we watched episodes 19 through 21 of Dr. Romantic 1. Interestingly, though, I think that episode 21 was a bonus episode in and of itself. I thought we had bonus episodes copyrighted. Obviously, we don't. So <laughs> They called it special episode, so they probably skirted our copyright. But yeah, it was, it was a bonus episode. They really did us dirty. We should have gone four episodes at a time. Oh, I would have died. Um... But we should have gone four episodes at a time and then had our entire bonus episode be on the special episode. Remember when we had time to do four episodes a week? Do you remember that? Or is that just like a... <laughs> a distant memory? You, yeah. We had to do three episodes for this one because it was such an odd number of episodes. Yeah. 21 is just so weird. We didn't know any other way to split it. And I got a little nervous when you first said we should do three. I was like, I don't, 
I don't know. I don't know if I could. I didn't like it either. I but the only other thing I could think of, I think the next um, what's the word denomination? That's not it. The next uh, multiple of twenty one something uh, is seven. God. God, I'm so mad that I don't know it. I know. Knowledge really does deprecate, because I know that I know this, and I know yeah. that I loved factor? math. Yeah. yeah, factor, I think, might be it. What is a factor of 20? Three and seven are a factor of 21. Right? Right? <laughs> right? Well, this is the content people are paying for. <laughs> God. Yeah, we were never going to do seven episodes. It was never going to happen. Yeah. Yep. So 21 is just too tough. Yeah, we'll never watch Dr. Romantic season two if they did 21 again. Don't. Yep. Nobody do 21. We're done with that. Yeah, I am still already on the... If I had known it was a bonus episode, though, I don't know if I still would have maybe advocated for only two episodes at a time like we were doing, because they did do a good job of keeping them to an hour long, which... Oh my god, yeah. Which I'm impressed by. So kudos to Dr. Romantic for their hour-long episodes. Um, But I also think that that might have been too many weeks of Dr. Romantic. I'm not gonna... I enjoyed it. There was a lot that I liked about Dr. Romantic. There was so much that if we had to do Dr. Romantic for 11 weeks, right? Plus a bonus episode, plus their bonus episode that we would, I guess, talk about in our bonus episode. So 12 weeks of Dr. Romantic would be quite a bit of Dr. Romantic. I see what you mean. Too many Plant K episodes covering Dr. Romantic. If we split it into twos, that's fair. It was a really good show, and it's still one of my <laughs> favorites. By the end, they just bring it all back. But there are some parts that have not aged well. I hold my K-dramas to a much higher standard these days, and in some key ways, it just does not live up to those standards. I will say that this is one of my favorite brain candy dramas that we ever watched. There's a couple that I would classify as brain candy that maybe weren't supposed to be brain candy, but either age, like not having aged super well and be feeling a little bit more like a, I don't know, what I thought K-dramas were versus what I found out K-dramas can be. Um, or just, you know, I'm trying to think. So some that I would typically classify in in the same setting are usually older, like um, You're Beautiful, or uh, I, I, I would put Oh My Venus in there as well. Yeah. I, it feels kind of like a lighter K-drama, where like the drama is very drama-y, instead of more organic feeling. Um, I was gonna say Her Private Life, even, which is <gasps> yeah. a more modern one, but, and I don't know if it was brain candy or if it was just so much fun that it felt yeah. a little bit in the brain candy area. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's a hard line to draw. And I would probably also put it in brain candy because it's an easy watch, you know. And this yeah. feels similarly like an easy watch, but not for the same reasons. Because it tries to be more dramatic, maybe, because it's hospital and people's lives on the line and stuff. But it also um, 
it's harder to take seriously at certain points in time. Around the 19th episode, like getting into the actual episodes we watched uh, and, and diving in, around the 19th episode, where we're still standing in the vicinity of patients' beds and screaming at each other like our colleagues and mentors and <laughs> bosses about choices they made like a decade ago or more. And just being so upset and dramatic about it still to this day in the least professional way you possibly could be. I mean, it, it starts, it's just as I was starting to be like, yes, they've given me good relationships. They've given me a couple really solid plot lines. And then they resurrect that old bag, that old bag of screaming at each other in front of patients. And I just immediately am like, ah, now I remember why I couldn't take this seriously at the beginning. <laughs> that at least that one was resolved a little more quickly i was dying when untak and doen bum started yelling at each other because i don't know i guess they've played up kong dong ju as being a little bit more dramatic and doen bum being a little bit more reserved in his insecurities so to start yelling at Wu Yonhua every second is just already problematic. But then to, for Un Tak to join in, Nurse Park, our perfect Nurse Park, to start going, stop yelling, stop yelling in the emergency room. It's like, buddy, you're yelling in the emergency room. <laughs> it's like hitting someone and saying, don't hit. Yeah, you're literally on top of the patient like pumping air into her lungs and yelling at someone across the room. I hate this moment. I, oh, yeah. Those two, they were very classic K-drama, a little bit too dramatic. Please stop yelling in the emergency room. Those two scenes were a bit much for me. Yeah. I also am wondering if they resolve more of that in Dr. Romantic 2. I don't know how much of the cast is in Dr. Romantic 2, but they really just set up that love triangle and said, but it's not the main romance, so we're not that worried about it. I loved that. I don't know how you feel about it. You can go in more in depth on it, but I love that this show decided we're going for the overarching, what is the role of a doctor? What is the role of a hospital director? How do we become better people and better doctors? And the romance stuff will be in the background. So we will set up all this love triangle stuff, but it will be so far in the background that you will almost forget about it. You will almost be shocked when Doan Bum says he has a crush on anybody in this hospital. Yeah. <laughs> and then we won't do anything about it. We're done with that because that's not what this drama is about. Yeah, Thank you. it feels very realistic, for sure. Like, that is actually how real life, if you have a crush on someone and that person does not like you back, and maybe that person is your colleague, like, maybe you work with them. Uh, it's so realistic to say, oh, yeah, I like, or I'm interested in this person, or this person is my type, or I'm attracted to this person, or whatever, however you describe th that crush. And then it just is there and happened and no one worries about it or acknowledges it because yeah, there are more important things going on. That is the most realistic thing they've done in this show is just set up a, a, some unrequited feelings for between certain characters and just said, and yeah, 
That sh- that shit happens. <laughs> Sometimes you have a crush and nothing comes of it. But I love that there's that on one end of the spectrum where this show is like, here's a plot that could be really dramatic, but it's not going to be. Whoops. We're going to keep it <laughs> under wraps until episode 20 and then the truth comes out and it goes nowhere. That's almost comical to me. I love it. (laughs) And then we have the other end of the spectrum where the director of the hospital and this doctor who was wronged 14 years ago are punching each other at a public event, this fancy little dinner. And I love that too. (laughs) Give me the zero and give me the 10. I love them both. I I don't need the stuff in the middle that's doctors yelling at each other in the emergency room. (laughs) It's a bit cringe. Give me the zero, give me the ten. Full ends of the spectrum. Either no drama or so much drama that you're almost crying. It's unbelievable that this would ever happen. Oh, I love the two it. men in suits, two like wealthy, a doctor and a direct a medical director in a room in front of a bunch of other rich people duking it out. That it, I actually can get behind. That's the kind of absurd. <laughs> drama that I can get behind. It's the yelling in front of patients who need you that I can't get. That's, like you said, that's cringe. And this is just some high-octane K-drama content. Give me the, I love the word absurdity. Give me the absurdity. It's too far (laughs) out there. Let's do that. I loved that scene. Oh my god. It was very good. It was very good watching... Uh, Dr. Kim tell him to just clean up his own shit and then get punched in the mouth for it, because <laughs> even though I agree with him, I was like, I mean, <laughs> what are we doing? Yeah, I think you probably would get punched in the mouth after that. You look so smug smug right now. Uh-huh. Uh, it was so good. But I think what makes that even better is really... In the very, very end between Dr. Doe and Dr. Kim, or Director Doe and Dr. Kim, what they did was so similar to what they did with the love triangle, right? So we get through all 20 episodes. Um, I'm just realizing now how bad the math was that I did at the start of the episode, so don't email us about how I counted 11 weeks of Dr. Romantic. That would have been 23 episodes. Anyway, I completely <laughs> digress. Um, uh, so we go through 20 episodes of just them duking it out. Like, trying to... Like, Dr. Kim is just trying to live his life, and we're learning about all the terrible things that happened to him in his past because of Director Doe. And then we uh, see Director Doe just throwing punches and try and make seedy, creepy deals to to take advantage of stuff. For 20 episodes, he is just this massive villain. And then they duke it out, and then he outs himself to the, um, to, to the, whoever that man is. Chairman Shin? But, yeah, the chairman. Uh, and then he's just sitting there, and they just have a conversation, right? Where... Where Dr. Kim really does say, honestly, all I wanted this whole time was just to be the kind of doctor who saves people's lives. I was not trying to ruin things for you. I was not trying to uh, 
get money. I was not trying to pull one over. I just was trying to save lives. And I also, I think your kid would like that. And they just have like the world's most calm conversation. And then it's over. And it's like, I, I don't want to call it anticlimactic because there were climaxes to their conflict. But the fact that it was similar to uh, Park and Tuck and Doan Bum screaming at each other in the hallway, and then the resolution is just them going in, or I guess Doan Bum and Yan Hua going off in their separate rooms and saying, oh, I actually have a crush on these people, where it's just like, oh, all we needed to do was talk about our feelings the whole time. All we had to do was just say, like, a couple words to just, like, get that out in the universe, and then everything is resolved, is what it fully felt like, to have that be the last... It was a nice way to put a cap on it. I didn't dislike it. It just was, like, wild to go through all everything we did and then have the finale of what they were up to being... Oh, yeah, this is just how I feel. <laughs> I love it, though. Because that's what we need. It is need. good. That's yeah. all we need. That's the pretty little bow on top that we wanted for episode 20, the real finale, to be like, hey, guys, let's talk about our feelings for a second. We've done punching. We've done screaming. We've done conniving. Let's try just talking. And I, there wasn't really a resolution to it, which I also enjoyed that Master Kim and Director Do didn't come to an agreement and say, let's build this trauma center together. I think we can do this. This time we can overcome our differences. It was pretty left up in the air as to where Director Do mostly was going to go. Was he fired? Was he reprimanded at all? Is anything going to happen to him? Is he going to build this trauma center for Master Kim? We have no idea. But at least he had a normal conversation, like a normal person for the first time in this drama. And I like that that's all we got was this kind of vague, loose ending where I don't, maybe it's also because I'm a little bit of a potato, especially when it comes to TV viewing. So I just really like when characters sit down and calmly explain what's happening and say, okay, you've just watched a drama. Thank you. Thank you for being here and watching our drama. Here's Director Doe's position. In case all of his actions weren't clear <laughs> enough, here it is in words. And Master Kim on the other side of the aisle, you've seen a lot more of him and probably understand his position on what being a doctor is all about. But just in case, we're going to put it in words really simply so that everybody can understand what the drama you've just enjoyed has been about. <laughs> Take these lessons with you, kids, and we'll see you next time. I'm like, oh, yes, eat that up. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> That's they all did I a needed. conclusion paragraph to yeah. their to their drama, their uh, rich person conflict uh, <laughs> essay. I love it. Thank you. I needed that. <laughs> it was. It, I again think that that is that one feels a little less realistic. Like I feel a little bit less like that conversation would maybe happen in that way for those two people who went through what they went through. Probably because their lawyers would be advising them not to speak to each other <laughs> in real life. Fair. Uh, where we actually handled things um, 
I guess in the court of law or something. <laughs> but uh yeah, at the I I do love it because it is it's so out of left field. I wouldn't expect it, but I it's something I didn't know I wanted or needed at the end and it's not even because of yeah, the conclusion paragraph or the summary, but just because it's such a unique way of having the villain like you said, it's not that they come to an agreement, but it's such a unique way of having the villain humanized at the end of a K-drama in in many in many ways cuz like he kind of talks about his stance as a rational person who's not trying to ruin someone's life real time just kind of saying, you know, here's here's my stuff. I and I just don't understand why you cannot be like touched by by the things that motivate me. Like, they don't motivate you, and that doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, and, but also to, I mean, you, you never really get a moment in any, in any like work of fiction or in real life where the villain of the story sits down and hears out what the good guy has to say, right? Like, they never really say, tell me more or like sit there and like allow for that kind of level-headed conclusion it makes almost no sense but at the same time it makes so much sense i don't know it's it was very good i i also liked it a lot yeah yeah i i loved that and i loved that that had a much clearer conclusion than yeah this like love triangle storyline that they started to bring up but realized that it wasn't a storyline and just kind of dropped it just let it go uh i think they've done that they've dropped a lot of storylines along the way that i could have wanted more from but what they did in the last episode i think they made solid choices on what to bring to a finale and what to actually finish versus what was just kind of left unattended mm. I really liked it. A solid conclusion. A very solid conclusion. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It feels like we need to, because the special episode is like a special, it feels like we should talk about the the episodes 19 and 20 more first, but I keep on having thoughts of stuff I want to talk about in episode 21, but I'll hold off for right now, <laughs> and maybe we can like consolidate those thoughts a little bit, because... I did think it was, I don't know, I I don't think at any point I was super into any of the romances in this K-drama, but, but even like the main romance that they gave us in episodes 19 and 20, and honestly in 21, I, I guess I like never really rooted for it, but 21 actually made me care about it in a way that I didn't in episodes 19 and 20, and you know all of the ones before that too which is to say i stopped being against it after a while uh i just didn't i wasn't excited about it right i'm not like ah oh, these people are soulmates they they should be together i'm just like yeah it's just like a couple they work in a hospital and that's cool hot couple that's kind of what they've got going for them that's fair I guess I'm in the same boat where I would have said I really like them together, but if I had to say reasons why, it's just because they're hot and they like each other, and that's it. 
And what, to be honest, what other reasons do they need, I guess, right? Like, I, if, if anyone who's listening is with their partner because you guys work together and you're hot, sure. There are worse reasons to be with people, so. (laughs) Let's keep that going. Keep, keep with the good thing. We're happy for you. We're proud of you. As long as it's not a toxic relationship at all. I think that's another reason I liked that there was nothing to the love triangle situation. It was just like, is this going to affect us? No. What about for you? No. Okay, moving on. Yeah, it was a solid couple moment where they checked in with each other and they were like, okay, so I learned this. What do you think? Uh, I think I'm good. What about you? I learned this. Uh, oh, yes, I am. I too am fine. I, I am not worried about it. That is okay. Like, oh, that's healthy. I, uh, so there was one thing that happened. Shoot, it just left my brain. Um, this is why pe- people who are normal and do good things and smart things take notes. Uh, it was, it did, it was about the, oh, it was about her. I thought it was, I am torn between the conclusion of her storyline with, so she meets up with that nurse that was, that apparently had a kid with her former fiance who died. Um, fiance question mark? I guess they weren't ever officially engaged. Uh, her former boyfriend who died. That was so bizarre. Again, one of those things where it's like, I, it's almost realistic, right? That she just never finds out. Mm-hmm. But it's so, like, it's such a wild thing to have put in there and never had her find out. But maybe I like that she didn't ever find out because I don't like when storylines are like, oh, she has a boyfriend, but he's cheating on her and sucks. Uh, so obviously this other guy is the better choice where I'm like, what if... He was just the better choice because that's who she wanted to be with, right? I, I don't <laughs> typically need them to villainize the person that, that they're the, uh, I don't know, that the main character is in love with that's not the other main character that they're quote unquote supposed to be with. But at the same time, it was just such a crazy, I don't know. It was just such a crazy plot. I At this point, I'm completely manic. I'm just talking in circles. I don't know how I feel about the fact that she almost confronted the truth, but it was just so late that it felt like they, they wouldn't have been able to give it enough time anyway. So maybe I'm glad they didn't confront the truth, but they did acknowledge it. But if they hadn't, that might have also been very weird to have proposed it at the beginning and then never revisited it so i guess that's good it's almost like they closed the loop here i go again i've i'm running off of the rails uh (laughs) i will momentarily when i hear that train pass yield the floor to you (laughs) (laughs) oh no because i have no input that's why i just let you go i was like (laughs) yeah I'm 100% there with you. I feel the same way in that I got excited about it when we see this nurse and she recognizes Yun So Jung and decides, okay, I've got to tell her this is the time. And they go out to coffee and you're waiting for it and you're waiting for it. And then you see the moment where the nurse decides, I can't tell this woman. She's so happy 
and it won't bring any closure to her life. It won't bring anything that is good. It will only bring bad to know that the man who said he loved her cheated on her and left me with a baby. And I mean, I don't know if she knows this, but Yoon Sojung blames herself, at least in part, for the accident, which would make it so much worse if she knew that she had left this poor woman and her child without a father. <laughs> I don't know. I think it would have been bad if she'd told her. And I, yeah, it's very realistic, so it feels weird in terms of we're watching a K-drama. We thought there would be drama, and there was a lot of buildup that said we were about to get drama, but I like it better that we didn't that the resolution was that we as an audience got to see this woman deciding not to tell the secret. She's going to take it to her grave. I like that. I like that for us as an audience that we get in on the secret, but we got a resolution at least. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good. I think it was good. I, yep. I agree. This was, we had a good talk about this. <laughs> but that's all on the backdrop of Master Kim having a wrist injury that doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't heal. It, I did like the scene they did where he said, it's okay. And then they did a flashback of all the times that he told her, like, if I say it's okay, trust me, it's okay. Or it's going to be okay or whatever. And that was really wholesome and sweet. And I like the warmth that they've put into Dr. Kim's character here in these last few episodes. And I mean, they've been slowly introducing it, but I think that a lot of the flashbacks in these episodes showed not a different side of Dr. Kim, but more about the warmth that was always there that both he and the show were withholding from us until the finale. <laughs> uh-huh. That's fair. I, yeah, I guess I liked that use of it. But, and, and it helped the HIV patient storyline where Do and Bum stepped up. I didn't really get um, Wu Yun-hwa's role in all of that. I felt like she was kind of an awkward third party when she showed up in the surgical suite and was like, I'll assist. And we were like, oh, I guess we never asked you, like, what? If you wanted to be a part of this, thank you. That's cool. But <laughs> it was just a kind of weird moment. Very sweet, but in line with her character. Anyways, not in line with Don Bum's character to step up in that way. So it was cool that the hand injury prompted that. That kind of heroic moment where we see Don Bum and we get to kind of leave him on this note of he's a good person now. He's not... He's had this breakup with his dad. He's not living under his father's thumb anymore. And he's making use of it to be a better person. That was really good. But I don't I don't know how I feel about that being the only that in the flashbacks being the only use of Dr. Kim's injury, especially with the other doctors being so weird about it. With Kong and Yoon being like, he's gonna die. He's gonna freaking die. He's got wrist cancer now. And I'm worried <laughs> that this is the end. I thought about that so many times, too, especially because of the pacing of that particular storyline. It was just so 
jarring for me that there was a scene where they were trying to, they were watching him and he was talking to a bunch of doctors at the main hospital and it was so serious and that, yeah, they're freaking out and they're positive that their mentor is on his deathbed over this wrist injury. And, uh, and I get that what they're actually going for is like, can he still practice medicine? And it's just like, I don't know, like, Maybe, but you guys are acting, like you said, like he's literally dying right now. And it, that is simply not the case. And, uh, and yeah, so they have this scene where he's very seriously talking with all of these doctors in this room. And then the very next scene is the jaundiced pa- patient, or well, I guess it's like the manager and then the, who's jaundiced and then, the like lounge singer who mm-hmm. are demanding Dr. Kim and he just shows up and I it was just such a crazy transition for me where I was like, when did you even get back to yeah. Doldum? What is happening? Are you I are you dying? Because everyone's acting like it, but you're here, you're at work. So obviously you're both practicing medicine and so far fully alive. And there's no part of the patient with from his ex-girlfriend the that storyline where he says to her i would part of convincing this hospital to take on this surgery would be convincing these young doctors to do it because i've recently hurt my wrist so there's no way that i can perform this very intricate surgery especially without making the big incisions that i would usually make So just know that it might be a little more of a hurdle than you think. You're not asking me to do the surgery because I am injured and I can't do the surgery. It was like nothing. He was like, that's fine. I'm going to do the surgery. Everyone's telling me not to, but I will. Let's go do this. (laughs) My guy, (laughs) are you hurt or you not hurt? Because I can't tell. It seems like you're just conveniently hurt when it is nice for the drama. Mm Mm-hmm. It would have been nice if one of his scenes with his ex-girlfriend was him revealing to her, I'm injured and I'm worried I can't be a doctor anymore. I think this is going to be okay, but I genuinely don't know. And her saying, I'm also going through a struggle where I don't know if I can be a doctor anymore because being out in the field is too hard. And they have that moment of vulnerability together where they're both questioning their future as doctors for very different reasons, but they're able to comfort each other. I thought the way they pulled it with hers was a little bit too dramatic for me. I almost was like, "Mm, excuse me, this is a terrible ad for Doctors Without Borders. Can we go easy on her a little bit? Yeah, it was uh, very heavy-handed. It was heavy-handed, and it was... Yeah, like you said, it it did not lend its... It was just... So I agree with some of the stuff she said when she was saying really, really... Like, she was in the operating room pulling bullets out of that guy. And uh, she talks about how unbelievable it is sometimes that both worlds can exist. Like, the world where she's out in the field and there's, like, wars going on. And then all of a sudden, you know, you think about all the people living a normal life back home or vice versa where you're where you're home and everything feels very normal and not constantly dangerous 
but simultaneously there are people in the world who are dying and suffering and going through war and terrible things and those two things exist at the same time and so I was like yeah that's crazy and deep and then at the end of yeah the whole thing where (laughs) she's talking to him about the things she went through and all of her colleagues dying in one moment and I was just like okay Wow, this is the last episode, guys. So yeah. this feels like a lot to just introduce for the. Maybe if it was, if this was a major theme that we had thought about and talked about and really processed, but you just you gave it. I guess you gave it an, a special episode. So. <laughs> and then there's no follow up. She's like, and I didn't feel sad about it. Don't worry about that. I just got angry at the world and now I don't know if I want to be a doctor anymore so can I hang out here for a minute and he's like yeah maybe more than like my brain was like maybe more than a minute maybe he should offer you a job and say hey if you need a break from what you're doing you can work at Doldum for a while I think it would be a really interesting finale if she had said oh let me consider that especially knowing that there was going to be a season two And then we could resolve it in season two. That could be part of the cliffhanger. But yeah, just her saying this thing that's so emotionally heavy and then saying, but I don't really feel any which way about it. And then leaving is, I I don't know, disingenuous, I guess it feels, to all of the heavy topics we handled in the rest of the drama. Yeah, that we gave time and attention to regardless of whether or not maybe some of that like that feels maybe more worth it than all of the time we wasted on the multiple times we had to try and convince uh dr kong to just be like a cool normal person (laughs) (laughs) who cares about other people so it felt like just take that line out and just have her say life out there is really hard all those things i said in the operating room really drove home my point that this world is very hard, especially for doctors. And I might, I've I've been considering quitting being a doctor forever because it's just so overwhelming to deal with death on such a large scale. And Dr. Kim to say, I'm potentially being forced to quit being a doctor because of this injury. And then both just sitting with that... I think that could have been so much more powerful than, yeah, her being like, uh, I was in a re- an explosion recently and everybody that I loved died. Okay, but I do have to go now. Bye, I'm going back to war. Bye. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> Man, what? What? Uh, okay, I guess be safe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it was... It was pretty wild. Uh, it was wild. I don't know how I felt. I, I, and I, it's crazy because I liked the rest of her stuff, right? Like, I was so stoked on when she came in and yelled at all of the doctors because she wasn't a doctor yelling at other, like, she wasn't a person at work yelling at other doctors in front of her patients. Um, she was a person who was advocating for their patients while they were being incredibly unprofessional. So I was here for it when she was like, hey, remember how you're all doctors and right now you're being incredibly prejudiced against 
and I like that she acknowledged it. She was like, yeah, it's scary to operate on someone with HIV. Like, that absolutely is scary. That's fine. You're human beings. Uh, you know what sucks, though? The fact that all, how many of you are advocating for this person to essentially die so that you can assuage your own fears is pretty messed up. That's pretty messed up. Manager Zhang, you get a pass because you are the manager of the hospital. I feel like that's kind of your job, is to try and dissuade doctors from doing dangerous things that will put the hospital at risk, put all the other patients at risk, that will shut down one of your surgery rooms for one to two days. I feel like he was okay in his position. Chief Song, I'm not surprised, but I am disappointed. I am... (laughs) That is not okay. You're doing a bad thing. But yeah, I really liked that speech. Didn't love that she could just walk into the operating room and assist during some random surgery. Can Doctors Without Borders operate anywhere at any time? Is that part of their deal? Uh, I guess so. I mean... At this point, in this hospital, yes, that is actually how it... Because there have been so many times where people have illegally been like, I am a doctor, I'm not a doctor at this hospital. And yeah, it's one of those things where I think maybe we flipped our stance when it first happened and Doan Bum operated, and then everyone was like, expel him from doctorhood. And, <laughs> now and we were okay. like... Uh, He is a doctor, so I think because he has, like, a license, like, he maybe shouldn't lose it because he operated in another hospital, as far as I know. But yeah, now it's, like, the flip side of that, and we're like, wait, what? (laughs) But also, it during the flashback, when Nurse O was explaining how she first came to Doldam, she said that Master Kim ran in to the emergency room with Yoon Sejong, Yoon Sejong. And I don't know if he was working there at that point, but it seemed like maybe not. And the other nurse was like, I can't do this operation. And he's like, I'll call in my guy then. <laughs> and he calls Nurse O and she's like, yes, I can do an operation in any hospital ever. Like, you can just walk into a hospital and operate. <laughs> Doctor, yeah, nurse, except if you're doing anesthesiologist, bum. not doing bum, not you. <laughs> Anyone else? Come on in. Wh- <laughs> what is this place? This is not magic. This is hell. <laughs> Don't do that here. Absolutely wild. Yeah, but I did. I did like. God, I wish. Oh, I did write down her name. Okay, Leung Jo. I liked Lee Young Jo's operating scene where she's just like going buck wild and Dr. Kong is like, hey, you're the assistant. Can you settle down the pace a little bit and communicate a little more and maybe we can do this together instead of you just going wild? I liked her response being so like, yeah, my bad. I forgot. A little bit snarky, but a little bit um, different. I felt like she was the perfect actress, struck a perfect balance in that scene where you completely understand her saying, I know what I'm doing and I actually probably know what I'm doing a lot better than you do. I know that time is of the essence and the best thing we can do right now is be as fast as possible. But also, I'm towing the line between not pissing you off and 
you asking me to leave this surgery because I'm like endangering the patient or something. That, oh, that just was a really solid scene in my mind. Yeah, that was one of my favorite operation scenes. Uh, Also, the fact that of all of the one million uh, times that they've operated on someone and gotten blood squirted in their face, that the only time, obviously, the only time that didn't happen was when they were operating on an HIV patient, uh, a person with HIV in, in the other operating room. But she definitely did get the blood squirt because we couldn't have an episode without it. Like, you always yeah. have to have it, like, across your eyeball. Yes, disgusting. <laughs> Oh, no wonder they were so nervous about the other operation. (laughs) We've (laughs) never once not touched an artery. Yeah, we've never once not gotten blood in our eyelashes, so... So there's no way, there's no way that would be the only time. We're not going to open her up. It would be (laughs) mm, so dangerous. (laughs) I think you guys might be bad. Are you bad at your jobs? (laughs) Is that normal? Yes. Yes, they are. (laughs) Uh, I think I would be remiss to not mention that I do really like the character changes they made in Dr. Kong, and that by the end of it, he was the first person to volunteer to help with the surgery on the person with HIV. That was good. That was... And by that point, it was without question that he was going to be the one to do it. And I liked that. I think that shows good yeah writing and character development and this slow progression to him being a person a human being (laughs) just like a person who cares about other people and it became a doctor to help people so just like normal and also a doctor (laughs) so we love that we love that that that's where he ended and yeah by the time master kim says Who's going to do this really dangerous surgery that will put yourself at risk but would save another person's life? It was without question going to be Kong Dong Ju. Mm, yeah. So good. Extremely good. I really liked that. Um, but then in the end, it wasn't him. It was Doen Bum, which is even better. More character growth. They got it in there. They, they squeaked, squeaked it, it in, in in the special. Oh. Go for it. We love Doen Bum. He's a cute boy, and he deserves all the good things in the world, including mostly becoming a good person. We'd like that for yeah. him. Well, I do. I love that for him. He is he is so cranky in such a charming way, and uh-huh. I I just wanted him to be a cranky good person, and he he served that up. He served that up, and there's that scene where he and. Uyunhua listened to the patient on the phone with her daughter. So also wasn't completely out of left field. There was prompting for him to be a better person, which I felt he still needed. It wasn't just him going, well, if everybody else is signing up to do it and then we all get yelled at by the ex-girlfriend, then I guess I'll do it. It was like, no, patients are people. (laughs) And I needed a gentle reminder of that. And now I'm going to do the surgery. That's good writing. This is all good. It's everything we wanted for him. My biggest fear was that he would turn out to be a bad guy in the end, and he didn't. He was perfectly gray the whole time with a lot of character growth at a reasonable pace. 
they did they did his character some very good service. I think the only thing that I was a little bit undersatisfied with to nitpick to never be happy was that yeah, he said he had a crush us. on Yoon Sejong. So Jung. Why do I keep saying your name? Yeah. I didn't need that. I needed him to be the bisexual king that we know he is and say, I have a crush on nobody. But if I did have a crush on someone, it would be Nurse Park. Look at that boy. Yes. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and that's why he's so mad the whole time about... That would be so unprofessional, obviously. But, like, that's why he's mad about Yunhua. That's why not- he keeps yelling at her, even though Nurse Park told him not to in a very compelling way he's like so maybe if i keep yelling at her i'll get some attention yeah i get the i get that very very attractive nurse park anger (laughs) and also he's seen nurse park giving her eyes and it's very upsetting for him so he's obviously angry at her all the time (laughs) (laughs) you're being unprofessional doen bomb just tell him how you feel (laughs) Nurse Park will probably reciprocate. We don't know. Just ask. It, it doesn't hurt to ask. It might hurt in this day and age in society, but... But we don't know until we ask. <laughs> I fully support this ship. I'm way too... I'm way too deep in this. We do come up with one every K-drama <laughs> at this point. I think the past couple K-dramas where we're like, what if, though, <laughs> these two were in love and now I can't think of anything else except these two being in love. <laughs> Whoops. Whoops. Welcome, guys. Classic. We've been reading way too many Manta comics. Yep. They've broken us. They've broken us. They've broken our brains. We see things. I, you know what? No. I won't say that we see things that aren't there. We see things as they are. <laughs> Manta, <laughs> Manta We see the truth. Okay. We just see the truth. <laughs> Everyone um, else is wrong. We're not wrong. We're not wrong. We're never wrong. You've never done... I, I love you and you've never done anything wrong. I love you and you've never done anything wrong. And that's true friendship, is seeing each other through. Okay. okay. Support. Support. Uh, I have one more thing that's important to my heart that I want to talk about. And then I'm... I once more yield the floor, uh, but it's probably best not to end on this because it's a li- it's a little bit mean. Like I know oh. that I'm being a little bit mean about this. It was the funniest shit I've ever seen in co- in the context they presented it in. I don't know if you paused to read in the special episode. Paused to read the letter that Kong Dong Ju got. No, uh, the the rejection letter. It was. Perfect. Because it's not that... So it was written in English. uh, And it's not that it was bad English. The English was fine. It was that there were fairly severe grammatical errors in the letter. And in the context of it being a professional medical institution in the United States that sent this rejection letter along, that it said something along the lines of... um, we're so sorry to send these letter to you. Uh, and like, it's so at the very top of the letter, it said like, dear Dr. Kong, comma. So like, which is normal letter formatting uh, in English. And then like a million spaces and then, um, or like <laughs> lines, line breaks. And then halfway down the page, it said, so doctor, but like the abbreviation. So dr. dot, or no, sorry, it said hi, period, dr, period, 
Kong, period. <laughs> oh, and no. so it had a second intro, like a second, Dear Dr. Kong, Hi, Dr. Kong. <laughs> oh, no. And then there were just like all these grammatical errors, which again, like, it feels a little mean spirited because it's like, I don't know how to write in another language. Uh, so I like, who am I to throw stones at this? at this letter, this glass letter, um, and try, try and shatter it. But it's funny, I laughed my ass off thinking about it in context of it being this medical institution that, like, if we're taking it at face value and we're not allowing it to break our immersion and we're just saying this is immersive and this, this medical institution in the United States did send this, like, very error-riddled letter to reject this man for this position at our hospital is hilarious. Objectively funny. Yeah. That's fair. That because you you might have just got scammed. You might have sent <laughs> all your personal information, all your publications, your documents, everything that you wanted to go to the Mayo Clinic. We are not sure where it went, but this letter <laughs> that you just got, I don't think it came from the Mayo Clinic, my guy. Mm-mm. You just got scammed by a Connecticut prince. Okay. <laughs> A Connecticut-based prince just got all your information. I hope you didn't send your direct deposit paperwork. Oh, no. Oh, that's funny. I didn't pause it. I should have. Well, now I'll go back and watch it again so I can read the letter. I just enjoyed that scene. There's a part in that scene where Dr. Young says, Dr. Kong, in the absolute cutest little squeaky voice that I've ever heard. And I love it so much. I replayed that like four times. Uh, yeah, her running around teasing him and the whole photo montage was just (gasps) the cutest stuff. And the reasoning for it where she's like, I just really, the whole episode, absolute garbage that she decides in her head that he's leaving and then is grumpy at him for like three days straight. Hated that. I love that the finale was, even though she got all this information about Dr. Kim's romance, and everyone was like, if you have a long-distance relationship, that means you're going to break up. And you fully expect her to ask Dr. Kong to break up, and that's going to be the finale, and him saying, no, I thought we'd go together, and it's just a whole thing. I love that she was like, no, I'm going to send you off with my wellest wishes, and I love you, and I'll wait for you here. I'll see you when you get back, but let's have a lot of fun before you leave, and I'll miss you a lot, and I'll be right here when you get back. Like, I love that that seemed to be where they were going with it. Even though yeah, we wasted was the so whole healthy. episode with her being mad. Yeah, it was a healthy ending. It was a healthy finale. And then we get him being like, well, I'm not going, so it's fine. Perfection. That was really good, guys. Yeah. Yeah, they did a very good job with that. And yeah, just their whole like running around taking pictures was so sweet. And her and she sold that scene where she was because that that actress is so good and the fact that she was saying all these things and like trying so hard to be positive about their impending what she felt was their impending long distance relationship 
when it was obviously breaking her heart because the tears were welling in her eyes. And I was like, she, I love her. I love, I love her. her so much. She's doing such a good job. Oh, yeah. She nailed that. She carried this show. She did so good. She did great. You did a great job, Dr. You did a great job. Dr. Kim is going to smile at you last. Just you wait for that. You wait your turn. He's going to get to you and it'll be really special. He's going to do his biggest smile. His biggest, warmest Dr. Kim smile. Perfect. (laughs) I love love a finale that has all of the K-drama finale things. Like the slow motion walk where everybody's wearing their finest clothes. And And no one called Dr. Kong to tell him to wear, like, monochromatic black and white and gray. (laughs) So he showed up in blue. How embarrassing. Anyway. (laughs) But not because he looks perfect. I was embarrassed for Dr. Nam. Give him not a sweater for once. Just put (laughs) him in the same outfit as Dr. Kim. They would look different. And they would both carry the look so perfectly. Don't with the old sweaters anymore. Come on. But it... It was a very good walk, and it made me want to watch a heist movie for some reason, or like oh, a yeah. heist. K- I wonder if there are any good heist K dramas. Ooh, I know there's a new K drama that I put on our watch list that was on the Vicky banner, so you might have seen it. I think it's called Good Job, and it was kind of similar. It's like a crime I romance. Did see that. They're like detectives, private detectives. We gotta watch that. I don't know when. Next February, that'll be our drama. Yeah, it's on the list. It's on the long <laughs> list. Oh, anyways. Yes, heist drama. Slow walk. They had the slow walk scene. They had the flashbacks where Dr. Kim is like, if I say it's gonna be okay, it's gonna be okay. Perfect. Great use of the flashbacks. They had the slow smile, the finale where Dr. Kim looks at each one of his friends and each of them looks back at him like, our fearless leader, we love you. They have the EMTs rushing in with the finale monologue over over the top so that you can barely pay attention to either what's happening or the monologue. I had to replay that scene a couple times because I kept not (laughs) reading and I was like, this is important. It's the final monologue. But also, I'm way more interested in this background noise. What's happening? They had it all, and I love them for it. Just check those boxes. Do the things that every other K-drama does. I don't need you to change anything. Yeah. No, it did. It served up a finale episode with all the f- parts of a... They, they put all the finale recipe components together, and they, they stirred it up, and it was very good. Delicious. Mm-hmm. I'll take it. I think that's a good place to end. Yeah, I think I think we covered everything I wanted to cover, and it sounds like we covered everything that you wanted to cover. We did. And anything that we missed throughout the whole K-drama, we can cover next week in our bonus episode. Oh, oh. Ooh. Uh, so if... You know of any good heist K-dramas, or if you are really advocating for us to watch Dr. Romantic 2, you can send us an email to tell us about it at playonkpodcast at gmail.com. 
You can always find us on Twitter at PlayOnK or on Instagram at PlayOnK Podcast. And maybe someday we'll be a little more active on those, but you can find us there. That's true. We have a website where you can uh, find all of our episodes. You can comment on episodes. You can sign up for <laughs> our newsletters, or you can um, you can find links to our affiliates. So if you're interested in learning a new skill, there's Skillshare. If you are interested in both securing your whole deal, your whole presence on the internet, and watching. Korean dramas that are licensed maybe outside of your region, but not inside of your current region. There's NordVPN. And then there is also, uh, if you want to start a podcast and you want to use our link for Blueberry Podcasting, that's what we use, and I totally recommend it. Yeah! You can support the show in addition to just listening, which supports the show a lot. You can also rate, review, and or subscribe wherever you listen. And that just boosts us on the charts so other K-Drama podcast listeners can find us. Yeah, and then um, we do still have Patreon up for now. It's just like donation-based. There's nothing cool or special on our Patreon these <laughs> days. Um, but it just helps us keep the lights on. Anyone who can throw us a dollar or five per month or whatever... Um, Helps us keep the lights on. If you're interested, that's uh, patreon.com slash playonk. Yeah, thank you as always for listening. We hope you enjoyed Dr. Romantic Season 1 as much as we did. And we will see you next week for our bonus episode. Yeah, okay, bye. Okay, bye.